The Pelicans' schedule is out. Let's break down the toughest parts, the easiest parts, and everything else you need to know about the 82 games coming up for New Orleans. It's the now Thursday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday schedule release. Came out Wednesday. I'm recording this Wednesday afternoon, so depending on when you're hearing, it's either Wednesday or Thursday, but it's a Thursday show. Schedule releases out. We get to see all 82 games for New Orleans and what the year is going to look like, so start planning accordingly. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's the schedule release, whether it's we got to talk about LeBron in the future, actually, because that relates to the Pelicans. We're going to be previewing the season, looking at all the players. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is the most anticipated hype season we've had in a long time, and I appreciate y'all being with me for the ride here. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And of course, leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you get your podcast, and you can do that on Spotify now, and comment down below on YouTube. Is there an away game you want to go to? Is there an away game you're planning on going to now that you see what the schedule is, or what stretch, what game are you most looking forward to this season for the New Orleans Pelicans? So that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. So first and foremost, like hats, hats off to you, Pelican social media team and everyone who put together the the announcement video of Griff playing the piano and then that like tease of Zion in the at the end of you get used to it was so wonderful so funny their social media team has done such a good job the past couple of years credit to them for they're probably one of the better NBA accounts it's funny because I was doing some research on social media strategies and a couple of other things really recently and I was like going through some of the things and like the you know best practices all of that stuff like the the pelicans check those boxes so well like that's a group that just absolutely knows what they are doing in the best way possible and so they've done an excellent job that video was fantastic right like standing ovation like clapping for you all here that was so great we love that that just made it even more fun 10 out of 10 and 10 is close to the number of games that the Pelicans are going to have on ESPN and TNT. It's 11 combined between that. I know everyone wants to know about the national TV games. ESPN, TNT, 11 games, seven on NBA TV, though I don't really count those as national games because I actually think it's harder to watch those than it is just on any other broadcast they could have. So it gives them about 18, which is around the middle of the pack in the league. And that's kind of a theme with their schedule. It's like a perfectly average right down the middle schedule. They have 12 back-to-backs, which is tied for lowest in the league. They have 10 rest advantages and 10 rest disadvantages. And the strength of the schedule looking at it early on is right at 0.505, right? Just like right in the middle, just average. 
that's what they are. You know, they're in the middle in terms of miles traveled around 43,000 miles is what it's going to be. When you look at the teams that they play just three times, you're going to get one team. You're going to get two games against every team in the Eastern Conference. You're going to get four teams in your division. Uh, four games against each team in your division. And for the rest of the West, some are going to be four games. Some are going to be three. This year, the Pelicans play the Jazz, Clippers, Kings, and Wolves only three times. All things considered, that's pretty good, right? The Clippers are going to be a very good team this year, we assume, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The Timberwolves traded for Rudy Gobert. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is still there, and Anthony Edwards looks like a future superstar. The Kings, in, in theory, are improved and actually gave New Orleans trouble last season. And the only one you want and would like to see four times is the Utah Jazz because we're expecting them to be bad this year. And the Utah Jazz are one of the opening games for New Orleans, which is worth keeping in mind. It's the opening home game on Sunday. And what's fun about this on Sunday, October 23rd, home game for New Orleans, the Saints don't play. I have this kind of in the positive for the schedule to get into in a minute here. But Utah's an interesting one because it seems like they're tanking, trading away Rudy Gobert. There's a lot of rumors around Donovan Mitchell potentially going to the New York Knicks. And well, the Utah Jazz have a TNT game with the Knicks. Little, little odd there, right? We can do the Brian Windhorse like, what's... What's going on with that? Strange strange scheduling decision. Something along those lines. Wondering if they maybe know that Donovan Mitchell is likely going to end up a Nick. And so let's put that game on, the retur- a return game, something like that. Which means for that opening home game, well, they're not going to have Donovan Mitchell against New Orleans. That could definitely be a big advantage. A couple of other things with the schedule before we get into the toughest parts and the easiest parts for New Orleans. There is a rivalry week coming up this year where the uh, league is scheduling. It's a total of 11 games of like division rivals, just kind of hated rivals, whatever it might be. This is probably the most disappointing part of the schedule for me personally is New Orleans is not included in that. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing the Minnesota Timberwolves during rivalry week. I can't say that for some reason. And I'd love to see those two teams get really matched up there, but not to be. So New Orleans is one of the, what's that make it, eight teams that aren't playing on the rivalry week setup. Also worth worth noting is there's a pre-election day game, and this is something that the NBA is putting in this season. There is no game For any team, zero games scheduled on Tuesday, November 8th. That is the midterm election night. And every team is going to be playing the day before. So on November 7th, the Pelicans take on the Indiana Pacers. It's a little bit of a later tip, 45 minutes later, because the NBA is going to be doing a big thing about getting out and voting, and it's to draw attention to all of that. So in that game where there's going to be tons of teams playing, every team's playing, the Pelicans are going to be take on the, taking on the Indiana Pacers on the road, 7.45 p.m. our time, so a little bit later than it normally would be because of that, so that there's less distractions around Election Day, a cool initiative that the NBA is doing and putting forth when it comes to all of that. But I really would have liked to have seen them take on the Memphis Grizzlies or the Phoenix Suns or like some team during rivalry week and really kind of build that in and kind of bake that in. You know, Memphis Grizzlies make a ton of sense given the jaw and Zion connection one, two in the draft that they were briefly on the same AAU team together. That New Orleans has done a very good job against the Memphis Grizzlies too, but unfortunately not meant to be. 
So coming up in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, more on the Pels schedule. The toughest parts coming up and then the third segment, easiest parts. Where can they make up some ground? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though... Think about it. You're hanging out with some friends and putting a f- uh, putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway, right? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Well, your insurance could go up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now, right now, looking for impaired drivers on our roads. They're out there to save lives. So if you think you're ready to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead. Get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. And right now, we are looking at the Pelicans' schedule. The toughest games, the easiest games. As I said, it's a little bit of a mixed bag for them in a good way, right? It's not hard. I don't mind that. This team should be better. Having an average, at worst, schedule means the playoffs are definitely in the sights here in New Orleans. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And of course, follow along on YouTube and comment down below. What stretch of the schedule are you most looking forward to? Are you going on the road to go see a game? I've already seen people planted on Twitter. Super cool. Are there going to be any watch parties? What games are the watch parties going to be for? Pels 12. I'm looking at all y'all there too. I'd love to know. And we'll shout them out on the show. So it's going to be a fun season and it becomes even more real now that we see the schedule and what it's going to look like unveiled in the amazing video that the Pelicans did. So, let's get into the toughest parts. You know, something that's plagued New Orleans the past couple of years, and it was very apparent this past season, was rough starts. Just bad starts for this team, right? 1-13, and 3-16, it was bad. They barely were able to climb out of that hole, win the playing tournament, and get in by the end. Well... The start to the season isn't the easiest, but it's not horrible, right? They're on the road eight of their first 11 games, so three home games in their first 11. That's not great, right? And the home games are against the Utah Jazz, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Golden State Warriors. That Dallas game is on TNT on a Tuesday. So you have two tough home games along with one winnable home game and then a bunch of road games. And it's against teams that they should do somewhat well against. But when you look at some of them, the opening part of the schedule goes at Brooklyn, at Charlotte, home against Utah, home against Dallas, at Phoenix, at the Clippers, at the Lakers. That three-game road trip right there is not easy, right? The Lakers, in theory, should be healthy to start the year. That's a little bit of a problem right there. Then at home against Golden State, at Indiana, who's or sorry, at Atlanta, who's improved, at Indiana, at Chicago. That's a rough opening. 11 games for the Pelicans and they might not get off to a winning record when it comes to that. If you can go about, you know, 6 and 5, 5 and 6, I think that's good enough over those first 11. But you want to avoid that, you know, 3 and 8 start, 1 and 7 start or anything like that that's happened in the past that just puts you in a hole. A good start would be such a welcome turnaround for this Pelicans team, but the schedule didn't necessarily line up for them to go something like 8 and 3, right? 
or you know seven and four over the first 11 games or so just with the number of road games right there there's also a period right around the all-star break in mardi gras where seven of eight games are on the road and they basically only have like one home game over the period of like 28 days basically they go and i gotta find it i just lost it on the schedule starting monday the uh february 13th it's at oklahoma city they have one home game against orlando on monday uh february 27th and then their next home game again is going to be march 8th at uh against dallas it's seven of eight on the road with the only home game being orlando the good news is this isn't as bad as it sounds because you have the all-star break in there so they're going to play two road games get about a week off play two more road games then have a home game then have a three game road trip so there is some rest built into there And there is a break for them to kind of regroup and not just be worn out from never being at home, never having a break, which wears on you after a while when you're living out of a suitcase, even in the fashion that NBA players travel and and stay in with all of that. And they're playing a mix of teams, right? You get Oklahoma City in there. You get the Knicks, who I don't know if they're going to be good or not. Portland's Portland, right? You're at Sacramento during all of that as well. The home game against Orlando should be very winnable. So it's a tough stretch, but it probably isn't as bad as it seems. And there's also another five-game road trip that they have about you know the the early to beginning part uh, to the middle part of January, starting on January 7th and ending on January 16th at Dallas, at Washington, at Boston, at Detroit, at Cleveland. Dallas tough, right? Boston tough, but Detroit's a very winnable game. The Wizards are a very winnable game, and you know the Cleveland Cavaliers, much improved last year, still are going to be a winnable game for New Orleans too. So some of these road trips and the stretches they have aren't as bad as it could seem. I think really the toughest part might be that opening stretch where they have to take on those eight road games against some pretty good teams, including that stretch of at the Suns, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, which is certainly not going to be the easiest stretch when you're trying to kind of avoid some of the brutal starts that you've had in the past. But when looking at the schedule, like I said, it's pretty balanced. There's not a ton to complain about other than maybe you know we wish we were playing during rivalry week which is and I cannot say that for some reason on today's show Um, but overall it's a pretty balanced schedule and I feel pretty good and this makes me more optimistic for the Pelican season like we knew all the teams they were going to be playing right you know I think the schedule release can be overblown a little bit they're playing two games against every team in the east they're playing four games against their divisional teams but to see it kind of laid out and where some of the quirks are and where some of the tough games can be too you know are there packs in there where you could lose five straight games things like that it doesn't quite exist for new orleans and that makes me pretty optimistic about what they're going to be able to achieve this season then there's some other parts of the schedule where you're just like okay I'll take that. Take that every day of the week. Let's look at the easiest parts of the Pelican schedule coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. 
So you betonline.net continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores podcasts. They have you covered. You want to get in on the futures. Now that you see the Pelican schedule, you're feeling better about their over under. You can get in on that there. You want to make a prediction about where Kevin Durant might end up. Not New Orleans because they're not including Brandon Ingram in a trade. So cool. We can be done with that to a certain degree. Well, you can get in on that too. So head to betonline.net today. You can also use your mobile device to get there to learn more about the action happening right now over at betonline, betonline.net, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Whether that's the schedule, whether it's going to be some preseason games, whether it's going to be previewing things by position, we got you covered here. Coming to you completely free like no one else is, breaking down all of the stories you want to hear. And don't forget, live show every Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. Yes, this Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this, 6 p.m. Central. So it could be tonight by the time that you're listening to the show on the Locked On Pelicans YouTube page. They're interactive. I answer your questions. We just kind of hung out and had some fun last week. It was great. I loved it. Looking forward to doing that again Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. But today we were talking about the Pelican schedule, and I'll take your questions about the Pelican schedule tomorrow. And as I've said, it's pretty balanced. Like, this is good. That's fine. It did just as long as it wasn't super hard, this team's improved. Zion is back. Zion 2.0, right? Even better version of him. Let's go, right? Also, good point that with him making that joke about the piano and them doing all of that, th- there really isn't a question about how bought in Zion is, right? It shows he's cool here with like everything. I think that's like a slightly underrated aspect of that video that it kind of says like, we're all good. Everything's good, right? We're only looking forward. And I love that and kind of turning the page, new chapter, mindset, mentality, feeling around this Pelicans team right now. So let's get into some of the easiest parts of the schedule. We talked about those opening 11 games. It's tough. It's on the road. That's not always the easiest thing when you're just trying to kind of get your footing, kind of get into the league. But right after that, they have a six-game homestand. A bunch of home games to start to get in and groove on, and some of them are winnable. The first three really are. You got Portland at home, Houston at home, and Memphis at home. That Memphis game is on TNT, by the way. Followed up by Boston, Golden State, and Chicago. Sorry, Chicago, Boston, then Golden State. You know, that's not the worst stretch. There's one back-to-back in there between Memphis and Chicago. That's okay because it's at least a home back-to-back. Those are, if you're looking to find your footing and kind of make up some ground from a rough start, if they get into a rough start, that could definitely be it right there. That'll, that six-game homestand right after being on the road for a little while. And then speaking of homestands, you know, they have one right at the end of the season against some very winnable teams too. Four out of their last five are at home. So if this team is looking to make up a little bit of ground or to improve their playoff seating potentially too, that's a real good opportunity to do it. You get the Clippers, the Kings, Memphis. Again, Team New Orleans has beaten pretty consistently. New York and who knows what's going on with them. And then you finish the season on the road at Minnesota and those final games can often be very, very meaningless for certain teams. So Minnesota who should be improved this year too, I think, might not be having a whole lot to play for and they just might want to rest some guys. It's often a times, uh, you know, a chance to get a game that you need. So New Orleans could be looking at going 5-0 and over the final five games or at least four out of five 
I think that ends up really helping them. So that aligned well for them that they get an easier stretch to try and end the season on than they would have otherwise. So they have a chance to make up some ground there or improve their playoff positioning if that's kind of where they're at at that point. And one thing the NBA is continuing to do, which started during the COVID stuff, is they have those baseball series where you play two games in the same city against the same team. And New Orleans has three of these this year. And two of them are on the road, but they're against good teams. You have that kind of playoff thing, um, back-to-back game against the Utah Jazz in the middle of December. You're at Utah on the 13th of December and at Utah on the 15th of December. That's great. That's fine. You can win both of those games pretty easily, I think, because Utah is a team that is basically outright going to be at that point outright tanking this season. And then towards the end of the season in mid um, March, sandwiched around my birthday, on St. Patrick's Day, it's at Houston. And then on the 19th, it's at Houston as well of March. Houston's not going to be that good. You win both of those. So the two back-to-back series you have are on the road against winnable teams. And then the other one you have is at home, at the very least, against the Phoenix Suns. And that could be challenging. But at least you're home and you're out on the road against the Phoenix Suns for two games in a row. So all of that is very encouraging for the Pelican schedule that those type of things really aligned well for them and bode well for their chances in winning more games and, you know, being a solid playoff team and not a play-in tournament team this year. So when you look at the schedule, it's pretty average for the most part. There's nothing that other than the start that I think is overly hard because that that long stretch of one home game they have in February, March is fine, given the teams and the break from the All-Star game there. And then the easy parts align kind of where you want them to be for New Orleans. So this is overall, I think, a pretty good schedule. You know, not really many back-to-backs, all things considered, getting those right type of, you know, baseball series games. I like this. This makes me a little bit higher on the outlook for the team this year, even though we knew the teams that they were going to be playing. But now that we see it, we see how it's laid out. These things align pretty well for the New Orleans Pelicans. So I'm very excited about it. I hope you are too. Let me know in the comments down below what part are you most excited about. And don't forget, live show Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. We're going to be there. We're going to be chopping it up, talking all things Pelicans. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all Thursday, 6 p.m. Central.